Introducing Mortgage Matters. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. A show dedicated to helping you navigate a challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. The economy continues to face numerous difficulties. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess is an outrage. Broadcasting live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's time for Mortgage Matters. Well, hello everybody. How are we all doing? Welcome to Mortgage Matters. We're just getting settled in here. Nice little surprise this morning. Yeah, that's kind of we're expecting Jason over there. Being joined by Mike Points. By the way, Mike, nice impersonation of Jason that's scooting in here at the last yeah. few seconds. Yeah, at least got that part right. <laughs> yeah. I live at like point three miles from here. Oh, okay. <laughs> you must have left about point pers- three minutes ago. <laughs> 902 out of the driveway. Nice. Or whatever it was. Hey, you're here. Three minutes ago. Yes, thanks for having me. Glad to be joined by you. How was your uh, Thanksgiving holiday? It was enjoyable. Nice. We did uh, both both sets of parents live in California, so one week early Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving on the day. So. Oh, wow, double Thanksgiving. Double Thanksgiving. Nice. Did you get your right. fill of turkey? Yeah, indeed. Feeling pretty good? You all turkeyed out for the year? Turkeyed out. <laughs> turkeyed out. If nice. you do the if you do the other Thanksgiving on Sunday, it feels like a Thanksgiving because you know football's on. Right? right. Yeah, it's very so it's similar. Kind of a neat, weird. <laughs> Just missing the the parade in the morning. Right. It doesn't say Happy Thanksgiving, you know, down at the bottom where the score is. But I got over that. Nice. Yeah. Well, but yeah. Thanks for asking. How about sounds, you? It was good. We had a had a good sized crew at my house. Oh, you had it at your house. Yeah, we do it at my house every year, and we had. I think we ended up having 27 people. We cooked three turkeys. Oh, man. We had a 30-pounder. I didn't know turkeys could get to be 30 pounds. Yeah. But we had a 30-pound turkey in the oven and a couple smaller turkeys um, in the smoker. Turned so, out pretty good. So a total of six six possible leg I options. think we had it budgeted out to where everyone was allotted two pounds of turkey. That's gross. It's... <laughs> Necessary. <laughs> Necessary, your, but maybe gross at the same time. Into like Brady Bunch stats. This you know? is your two-pound allotment for the weekend. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that's fair. Wow. Nine Twenty-seven pounds of people for sauce. Yeah. jeez. Yeah, how, how, how many? How many? How many sweet potato casseroles is that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, indeed. Uh, Oh, anyway. that's that's good, Jim. Yeah, I like yeah. these. I like these Sennheisers a lot better than this. Um, Different scroll. kind of sound. It's a little more muffled. Yeah. Maybe I'm talking about my headphones, folks. Yeah. For those of you curious, what we're talking about, it's mm. headphones. Dan was having got... a yeah. Dan was having a headphone crisis over there. That's why yeah. you didn't hear me for the first you know, couple of seconds. That as moments. I've as I've mm-hmm. enjoyed my own personal headphones for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, having the powered headphones, there's a little bit of a drawback to them. Yeah, these you just plug in. Yeah, these ones require no no mm-hmm. power or charged battery of any kind. They just mm-hmm. work yeah. with a with a plug into the audio jack. Those mm-hmm. require some kind of noise canceling feature that requires battery charging. I just rescued these from the old building. You know, everything kind of got tossed over there and I was like, "Uh, no. I'm going to have extra headphones for my uh, co-host here." There we go. There yeah. it is. Ah. Uh, Still, it's still Always Cyber prepared. Monday week. 
Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, because that officially, what, ends on Sunday? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now it's Cyber Monday week. <laughs> Cyber Monday week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you buy anything online yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming every day now. <laughs> Save oh, here. Dude. Our uh, house UPS is kind of dude's like, hey, Mike. This one looks cool. Is this like a TV? What's this? You know what's sad is I actually <laughs> bought a book that I forgot that I had bought already. Oh, you serious? And it was like, what is... Oh, yeah, I did buy that. Yep. On the online. Mm-hmm. It's neat, though. <laughs> Every day I get home at different times. You know, yeah. I'm not like a 9 to yeah. 5 guy. Pretty much every day from now until Christmas, there'll be a package there. Mm. Yeah. You we, can even gift wrap them now for like uh, a dollar more. You just like press a button. It's almost gross that... <clears throat> like it's 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 ripping away Christmas. Something about yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like the Grinch. It's very the efficient. Amazon, it's the efficient Grinch. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember all that was you know you're taught about. It's the it's the thought that counts. It's the Correct. you know put in the time. Make yeah. a card. Yeah. You know make your uneven wrapping. It'll it's it shows your personality. Yeah. It's great. No, all that's gone. I got this downtown in downtown San Luis. <laughs> I parked. <laughs> I walked through all the busyness. Yeah, well, you're, you know, Dan's kids might be still at the point, too, where the box is just as cool as uh, the present. Yeah, definitely. You know, so definitely. the box is like, you know, like next year, a couple of years, no, Dad, the box, it's so, you know, last year. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh my Why God. are we buying them toys? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. It was like, all right, I got to make a little note here. Go home. <laughs> Wrap boxes. There it is. <laughs> just, yeah. there it is. <laughs> you guys yeah, get yeah. just what you want this year. Uh, right. Ah. Well, yeah, I bet the uh, the shipping business is uh, in full swing oh, right now. Swing. I'm personally waiting for um, UPS or FedEx, one of those guys, to just make our house a hub. Because we seem to have right. a plethora of packages on a daily basis as it well. It's crazy. It happens mostly year-round at my house, but the frequency is picking up. Or exactly. It's, exactly. It's pretty insane. I was actually leaving here the other day, and you because know, we have UPS right down the street from us here on Sacramento. And I'm like, what are all these extra, like, you know, rental moving vans doing here? I'm thinking, uh, yeah. It's the extra deliveries, man. It's crazy. It must be crazy for those guys right now. So my uncle just retired um, this year from UPS. My entire childhood growing yeah. up, we'd have Christmas, big family Christmas, and we would always have to wait on Christmas, um, Christmas Eve. You know, we would do some present opening on Christmas Eve, but we'd mm-hmm. always have to wait until... Mm-hmm. 11 or tw- these ridiculous late hours for kids, especially to stay up that late until my uncle was able to get off of work. And sometimes we'd get the call at about 11 p.m. Like, you know, I'm, it's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. He would work these crazy hours during yeah. the, the Christmas time, especially right up the day or two before Christmas. Yeah. I mean, they, those guys, they just work so hard this time of year. I mean, they work hard all the time, but yeah. this time of year, especially, it's pretty sure. crazy. Yeah. Sure. So crazy. those guys, yeah. And you're starting to get to the time of the year, you know, where certain people that work hard most of the year don't have a lot of work, right? There's a couple people this time of year yeah. that just start to like... Different okay. businesses kind of, you know, some boom during the holidays and some slow down. Like our business, for example, is one that tends Certainly. to start to slow down around this time of year. Certainly. Not a lot of people are eager to move or have people, you know, walk through their house for a showing or something like that during the holiday time. Right. You've got all your personal effects and... And that out, all you know, your family presents are starting to pile up around the tree, and it's just not the the right time for most families um, right. to to be 
transacting real estate. So yeah, we do you, see seasonal slowdown. If you're a builder, you know, and you've been thinking about, oh, what do I do with this mortgage? And I just don't have time to get in and, and see, you know, guys like us at Central Coast Lending. We're still here. It's just, you know, I think it's a good time to maybe reset what you're going to do next year, too. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this before. This is the... This is the time of year where you've got basically a month to figure out what you want to do if you're self-employed with regards to purchasing assets, you know, making your making your um, your balance sheet and your profit and loss statement change. And, you know, mm -hmm. that can also change how you how you can apply for a mortgage and what you can afford. On yeah. Paper. Yeah, it is a it is a big time time of year to do that year end financial planning. Um, I know a lot of people start to seek guidance from CPAs right now, um, figure out, you know, what they need to do as far as paying taxes, you know, right. getting any estimated payments in, um, planning for those big expenses that might need to be purchased in this tax year versus next tax year. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, different kind of strategies that are, that are discussed at this time of year. Yeah. And it's important to, like you mentioned, always consider what you might be doing in the next calendar year where that tax return is going to be, um, an important piece and refinancing a mortgage or buying new real estate with financing. Um, we're going to be looking at those tax returns. So yep. Um, yep. keep, just keep that in mind. If, if that is on your horizon for 2017. Yeah. If you're a person, when we say, can you show us your last two paychecks and chuckles and says paycheck, this is the time of year to be careful with how you finish, you know? Because you really do, it really can impact you. You know, something as small as a $10,000 purchase spread out over 12 months that you would have taken as income is now $1,000 that we could have helped you borrow against. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, on average, it's at about a 45% debt to income ratio. So that's $450 more you could have borrowed. Yeah. Well, Dan, you and I know that's the difference between almost $100,000 in house. That's a lot of purchasing power. That's two sides of the city now. You're on one <laughs> yeah. side from another, you know. <laughs> Different sides of the tracks. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a. It can make a, a big difference in in what you can afford. And around here, that extra 50 or 100 grand does make a big difference in what you're getting. You know, something that's that was a rental for 30 years that needs a lot of TLC to get mm -hmm. it back into a living shape for a family versus something that's move-in ready. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's what that amount of money or purchasing power can mean to you. Yeah. So, yeah, all those decisions shouldn't be taken lightly. They should be carefully weighed and, and weigh out the, the pros the pros and cons of, you know, paying more or less taxes this year versus what it can help you qualify for in the form of a real estate loan totally the next year. Yeah. So, and we're always there, you know, usually it's, it's not just a one-on-one -on -one with you and your CPA. Usually they need some assistance from us on the mortgage qualification side. So it's a, it can be a, a great three way conversation to yeah. help meet all your goals. Your financial cabinet. Yep, exactly. <laughs> mm, hate to bring up that word. <laughs> Fill in the cabinet. Yeah. Hey, I think, uh, that was a nice little intro. That was good. Talked a little holidays, starting to shift gears here into the... Amazon's the Grinch. ...purpose of the show. <laughs> yeah, darn you, Amazon. <laughs> no retailers hate them, huh? Uh, um, hate's not the word. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of great news. It was a busy week. We had um, we had an employment report. We mm -hmm. had some, you know, n lots of newsy stuff. We were off last week, so lots, lots of stuff to catch up on, and... Like always, we're live here today, so if you would like to participate in today's show, we'd love to hear from you. 
Um, give us a call live in the studio, 543-8830, 543-8830. Um, or if you're out of area, you can call us at 800-549-5832, 800-549-KVEC. Um, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is locally owned and operated with locations in Paso Robles, Morro Bay, Atascadero, San Luis Obispo, and Arroyo Grande. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. everybody this is uh, another live edition of mortgage matters i'm dan podesto joined by mike points today in the flesh that's right we're here we're live ready to take your calls 543-8830 ask a question share a comment we love hearing from you it helps make the show uh, productive we're here for you you know we've been here for eight plus years and try to be a resource for you when you have uh, real estate and finance-related questions. Um, try to help you out whenever we can. Do our best. If we don't know the answer, we'll look it up and we'll report back. It's, uh, the show's for you, so use it. Um, you know, we were talking just a little bit ago about this being a great time of year for tax planning to potentially buy um, or refinance a mortgage the following year, and and you know, thinking about those kinds of d- decisions um, beyond just what's going to cost you in in the form of taxes but what you can maybe gain from it in the form of qualification um i i i read somewhere this week that the um 
you know, as we, as we know, rates have gone up in the mm-hmm. last three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Basically, since the election or just a couple weeks prior to the election, we saw rates start to ramp up. And, and it seems like they've gone up about a half point Yep. Uh, maybe in that time period. It's a pretty big move in, in a relatively short period of time. So qualifying is now it's more expensive, you know, or, or mm-hmm. the the rate being higher, it's more your monthly payments a little more expensive, so it's harder to qualify. Um, with that said, I, I read that purchase volume is expected to rise next year, uh, pretty considerable. I, I want to say it was about thirty to forty percent increase in purchase volume. Refinance volume, however, is already we've already seen a major shift there, so we expect that to be lower. Uh, so all in all, mortgage volume next year is expected to be fairly in line with this year. Um, interesting to me that purchases are expected to climb so much mm-hmm. given lack of inventory. I, I I guess perhaps there's some belief or assumption that there's going to be more inventory hitting the market next year, and that's going to lead to to more sales. Yeah, I've, I also read that, and one of the uh, talking heads made it seem like we're now starting to see the um, baby boober downgrade oh effect. downsizing downsizing of thank you downsizing effect i it's difficult to derive how that purchase how purchases are going to go up next year with we've talked about this as long as i've been with the company um two years now that we're just so we're in such a drastic shortage of builds you know new home construction we've got we've got builders here on the central coast that are trying to keep up and, and do their thing but there's just too much headwind right now. Yeah. And, you know, this rate this rate increase you speak of, uh, we have relationships with a couple local builders, and they're not really pumped about a half a point increase, especially when they're breaking ground, pouring foundation right now, and trying to get people to buy six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars $800,000 homes. People are saying, uh, I'm going to wait, you know? Yeah. This, this, this is, everything's kind of, it's been a large enough splash in the last three weeks that we need to reevaluate, like, What's what we're gonna do, and they lose. They, so they lose a little bit of the attraction, based on you know something that was bound to happen anyways, right? Right. It's bound to happen. The rates are gonna go up. Here they are, wham, up in a month, half a point. It it starts. It, it starts. The point I'm trying to make is that it starts becoming so difficult to understand where are these purchases gonna come from if there's just no new no new units. So I. The listeners probably don't know this. Um, Mike is the Central Coast Lending representative on with the um, Home, Builders, Home Association. Builders Association of the Central Coast. Correct. Here, it's the local organization that represents the home builders and their interests, and and Mike's um, an active participant in that group. And so you you have a a better feel for the sentiment of builders here locally. And so it's interesting because two weeks ago we had. Uh, Bruce from Patterson Realty on the show, mm. and he was. Sh- we were talking about the rising rates and how buyers that he was working with were feeling about that, and how other um, realtors in his office were feeling about the the rising rates. Oh, that's interesting. And his sentiment was that it really was negligible impact. That you know, if your if your monthly payment went up by a hundred bucks a month as a result of of this recent rise in rates, that you know, the, if that's making the difference for you, maybe buying wasn't the right thing for you. Okay. So you and I both, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, you and I both know that not everyone is 
uh, shall I say, as conservative with their personal budget as they should be. Uh-huh. A lot of people push the line. And a lot of people, you know, I always go back to the animal gets what the animal needs. All of a sudden, people are like, look, I got two kids and I got three bedrooms and I'm running out of space. Right. You know, uh, you know, my family's needs are pushing me to purchase another house. Yes, I'm going to have higher property tax. Yes, it's going to cost more. Um, and, you know, I can qualify for this. I don't want to pay this much, but I kind of need to. Mm-hmm. That's a different story than someone that's like, ooh, I had a 49% debt to income ratio because I only make $8,000, but I still want to buy the same house. Yeah. How do I do that? Well, you can't really because your purchasing power just got weaker. Mm-hmm. So st- right, round and round and round, this world turns and people just, you know, they have housing needs no matter what's going on. Sure. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I, in, a, in, a, in a long-winded version, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to wrap my head around why why builders might might be a little worried. And, and I guess... The rationale that I'm coming up with is that in the bigger the the bigger picture, you know, you, this might be the beginning of of a plateauing of of real estate in general, you know, and and I guess mostly I'm meaning values, but just mm-hmm. I I feel like activity really has nowhere to go but up a little bit just because of that um, pent up demand and lack of supply. Yeah, but perhaps rising rates and and kicking a few people off off the sides because you know they can't mm-hmm. the, these new higher rates don't really work for them mm-hmm. you know maybe that's enough to just bring things into equilibrium where um you know and I, I as a builder you know it's you're always timing is critical super critical you know and if when you're in an environment where prices are rising consistently and predictably and and you feel good about that mm-hmm. then as a builder it, it, everything feels good you know if, if i can make money today knowing that my project's going to be done in six months or 12 months or 18 months I, i'm feeling pretty good about that because things are only on the positive for me um, but if things start to plateau or maybe just get uncertain as to where they're going potentially a little dip potentially mm-hmm. you know who knows that mm-hmm. that could be worrisome so i could see that well, yeah, and Dan, I've had intimate conversations with these builders over lunch, coffee, just in general, you know, getting to know each other. What are the concerns of your business? What are your weaknesses? And most of them, in a, let's say they have a 20-unit track, okay? They don't make profit on the first unit, on the second unit, right? And they want to consistently try to sell as they develop this track in phases. You know, hey, the first six mm-hmm. are done. It took us six months to build these first six. Pricing should go up approximately 8% on the next six. You know, if that can't happen, because like you said, there's a stable, there's a the flattening in the values, they start to eat away at their profit. So they're not, you know, sure, they get paid back for operational costs. Their laborers get paid. All that gets taken care of. But the investors that sit down with the builders and try to make a real buck off this project, that's why they start getting worried because they say, where are we going to be in the last phase when we make all of our profit? Our interest rate's going to be at five and a half. Right. You know? Is that, are we going to have to reduce price versus the ones we initially built? Yeah. Yeah. You have to remember, I mean, it's only a, a, we're only a couple years off of builders not being able to build homes for, for what, uh, an existing home would sell for, you know, I mean, there was, we were just in this weird spot here just a few short years ago where there were homes out on the market everywhere that were less than what a builder could build a new one for. Yeah. So it just it didn't even make sense. So here, only recently, has profit returned to building, and um, and the prospect of 
of perhaps a plateauing of prices that that could be kind of scary um you know next 18 months or so for builders yeah we're looking to get and um, just to kind of you know fill in for our listeners we're looking to get one of these builders on the show in january um, not to you know unveil their books but just talk about what those concerns are how why they why they're so affected i mean with all this demand you'd think oh just go build 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 but it's not that easy not just because of profit you know things like city controls and government gets in the way yeah the ability to get land it's not easy you know, we had the topography here on the central coast is funky yeah you got the ocean and the hills <laughs> you got to build between those yeah you know those things make building expensive yeah and the planning and the reports and the studies and all the stuff yeah I just got back from Vegas, and it's so flat there that if you put a marble down, it wouldn't roll. Right. And you could just build for days. I wonder how many geologic surveys are having to be done on residential lots out in, out in Las Vegas. Right. You know, worrying about the next earthquake. Right. <laughs> I, I doubt there's much of that. Right. Um, here, well, let's let's kind of throw some numbers at you that, that are will help with this story that we're telling right now. Construction spending... Um, we got a reading on that. It rose a uh, half a percent in October. So there's still, you know, positive movement in construction. We know there's lots of demand. We, we see it here locally. We hear the stories regionally and nationally. Um, you know, any one of our loan officers in the company will tell you that they've got 10 or more pre-qualified buyers just waiting for the right house to pop up. And so that's, that's where we're at. So there's definitely demand um, out there. And and so we're still seeing money move into construction. And like I said earlier, um, it's predicted that purchases will rise um, about 30 to 40 percent next year, year over year. Um, also, just a little more That's color amazing. there for you. Um, I've heard anecdotally that the investor money, the all-cash buyer, that that's really not a big section of the market. I don't have a percentage of sales or anything like that for you today, but um, I've just heard that th that the feeling is that those all-cash purchases aren't as much of a presence as they were a few years ago when they were making up a third or more of sales. Now they're they're lower than that. Yeah, which is a slash in the plus column for these new young buyers. Definitely. They were getting just deflated. Yeah. Oh, my God, we lost our dream house. We I mean, all things being equal, a seller would rather deal with the all-cash offer than the financed offer. There's just less that can go wrong in that all-cash financing. More so than not, yep. So I, I get it, but it, it is great news to hear that they're that segment of buyer has um, backed off a little bit, mm -hmm. and it leaves mm -hmm. the door open for... For those people who do need financing and who who have been trying to to win <laughs> in a bid for a house and just haven't had that success yet. And another valid popul if I may, Dan, yeah. another valid, you know, population within this statistic of more purchases next year, people that bought in 2012, 13, you know, as the market started coming back up that have just been making their simple old payment, they probably refinanced once, maybe twice. Yeah. They've got some decent equity right now that they could transfer into that move up home mm -hmm. 
you know? Yeah, it's interesting. We're already seeing that from some... That's going to create a sale for them. they got to sell their house and buy their house. Yeah. We know someone that just recently did that, right? It's it's really neat being in this business because you you get introduced to a client. And especially, in particular, talking about that first-time home buyer, young family type of buyer. Mm -hmm. And you see them, and they're in, and they're, they're excited and scared, and it's overwhelming to buy that first house. But they do it... It's a relief. They're done. They're in. They love it. Now their house is appreciating, and they're really realizing the financial benefits and just that pride of ownership. And and then they come back to you, and you know we help them save some money, or they they have that equity, like you're saying, that they can roll into the move up house. And it's it's really neat to see a home buyer in their buying life cycle progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really a cool thing, and we get to see it all the time. Yeah. Um. And and develop these. Uh, personal relationships with our clients so over time as they grow and their family changes and you yeah. see it all happen before your eyes. It's it's a pretty cool thing. And we're seeing that with people who did just buy homes two, three, four years ago, already looking at that move up. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, last mm-hmm. night at my, uh, my wife's holiday party, um, couple that we helped buy a home in Atascadero with a USDA loan a couple years ago, talking about, you know, we've we need a bigger house. We need something that can accommodate a bigger uh, workshop for my husband. He's, yep. you know, got more toys now and we got more pets now and we just, we need more room. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's, you that's a perfect example of what we see all the time. Yeah. And and it's happening out there. We have a file right now that called on um, Tuesday, called into the office, uh, listens to the show, avid listener. And, you know, he's in, he's on the fence right now of doing what we've talked about in the past, a home style renovation loan versus, gosh, is this worth it? Should I just leave my neighborhood, uproot myself from my neighborhood and get another house, take the equity with me? And so that's all part of this, the statistic you threw out, you know, more purchases. Mm -hmm. Here we had a, uh, we had a reading for October pending home sales. These are sales that are in contract but not yet closed, so it's a sign of future business. It's a leading indicator. Um, uh, existing home sales rose very slightly, only 0.1% in October. Um, and this is a... Uh, I think this is a month-over-month reading. So that's actually not surprising. October's the... You know, beginning of fall, end of summer, it's the time when when purchases, real estate transactions start to slow down a little bit. So that's that's not a surprising reading, nothing alarming there mm-hmm. um, as far as I can see. We had a reading on home prices. We had the S&P Case-Shiller Home Price Index. Um, it was up 0.4% in September. Um, year over year, it was up five, a little over 5%. So kind of in line with what we've been seeing, um, 5%, 5%, 6%, I think has been the n- appreciation range that we've been in for the last 18 months or so. Yeah. Um, here locally, we saw some data. This was September. So I think I've been hanging on to this article for a little bit. And it looks um, mint condition. Yeah. <laughs> it sits on the desk just waiting to be read. Um, this is for San Luis Obispo County median home price in September was up 6.1%. Up to 525000 was the median price in September in the county. And home sales were up uh, ever so slightly year over year. So, you know, kind of a similar story we're seeing statewide, nationally. Um, all seems to be trending the same way that appreciation's still there. 
um, five, six, seven percent range. Units sold slightly higher, I think, everywhere. Um, just still kind of waiting on supply to catch up. Yeah, yeah. That's the story. That's where we're at. There's a lot of people that live in, first off, this country, but, you know, really this state. It's going to be tough for us to catch up. I think we're going to be in, a, in this situation for, if the economy can stay pumping out like it is, I mean, I just read stats that we're at a 46 Unemployment rate, mm-hmm. nine-year low. Yeah, um, you know we're now starting to. We're obviously the mortgage rates have have priced in rate increases from yeah. the Fed. So yeah. we're going to see how that works next next month. Excuse me, this month and next year. So it 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 just these appreciation numbers. If we can kind of stay in this zone, that's a healthy, yeah, healthy economy. Yeah, this is. I mean, how I'd be happy to take <laughs> four and a half. Four percent appreciation yeah. on our home values. Yeah, the, that's real money. The, the what's considered healthy and and normal is a three to five percent appreciation. Basically, you know, in line or slightly higher than yeah. cost of living yeah. increases. Um, hey, let's take a phone call. We've got we've got a caller from San Luis Obispo. We've got Brian on the line. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, just a question. It's more. It might be more of a tax question, but. I've been listening to you here for a couple minutes, and the, um, you guys were talking about that cash buyer, which I'm in the position to be. And um, the, the the issue at hand is um, it's a raw land deal, and mm-hmm. the guy has had it for many years, so he's concerned about the appreciation yep. and the tax consequences with that as opposed to um, – just passing it down to his heirs and letting them deal with it where I'm trying to say, and I, and I thought there was something on the book, so to speak, that if the owner carries back mm-hmm. for a few years, then that nullifies any tax tax consequences. It's like a three year deal. Maybe are you guys familiar with that at all? No, I am not. I not can't th- say that I'm familiar with that. Yeah. The only, the, the, and you probably already know this, Brian, but the, the immediate benefit to him is it be, it be what's called an installment purchase agreement where, the the payments that you'd give him interest payments or if you want to do principal and interest payments would be all that's taxable. So if he, you know, so it weakens the blow over a period of time. I don't think I could speak intelligently about if that that carry back holds for thirty six months. Yeah, that's definitely a tax question. The only thing that I'm familiar with on those types of situations is when there's an actual a, a property that then the, you know the person lives in for two years and that can. Quali- you know, eliminate some kind of investment gain right. tax up to two hundred fifty grand or something like that. As far as carrying a loan, I'm I do not know. I don't even try to and Brian, pretend what, like I do. Since we're talking about taxes, what is the size of the property in acres? Yeah, it's a it, it's a commercial unit. It's about a half acre down in San Luis. Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry, Brian. I That's just a tough outside of our uh, our comfort zone here. I I think that's definitely something for a CPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to call into the guy. So, okay. all right. Well, thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, thanks for the call, calling. Brian. Appreciate you listening and calling. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. That'd be interesting to find out. I'm outside curious, the bailiwick. Uh, yeah, I might uh, might just throw out a question to my tax guy as well to figure that one out. Um. So okay, so we've shared a little bit of the the housing data that's come out and just kind of the the feel for what's going on here and. Um, 
And then you started to talk about employment, which I think is a great place to go. But we should probably take a commercial break here first. And then we'll dive into that um, employment report that came out yesterday and discuss that a little bit and what that might mean for the markets. We will be right back with more Mortgage Matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. Our loans are not trucked in from some big bank. They're raised right here on the Central Coast. No hormones, no GMOs, no antibiotics. Call today and get your gluten-free mortgage from a caring lender that knows you only accept the best for your family. Just call Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018 NMLS number 328 Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. We're just moving right along here on this live edition of Mortgage Matters. We got stumped by a caller already. Yeah, that was a good one. That kind of morning. Good question, Brian. Appreciate the call. Anyone else out there who has a question or comment for us, we'd love to hear from you. 543-8830. We're just going to keep on going until we hear from you. Talk about jobs. Yeah, let's do it. That was a a pretty... um, I'm going to say awesome report. That was an awesome report on Friday. Felt good. We, uh, I mean, here's the headlines, right? We, uh, we added 178,000 jobs in November, which is strong, not great, not bad, better than the last few months we've had, not as great as uh, some recent months that we've also had. So yeah, but just kind of right in, right in the middle, I'd say solid. That was a solid month of, of job growth. Um, but the headline number, the 4.6% unemployment rate, that's pretty awesome. I know it doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people 
You know, it feels like some contrived number that doesn't tell the actual story, but it's... Um, There's some truth there, but yeah. I look at it as a relative number, right? It, it's... And again, conspiracy theorists love love to debate this, right. but my thought on this is that as long as they're always calculating this number the same way, it, it's just a relative number. And as long you can relate it to other periods Historical of time, time. and yeah. you, you kind of know where you stand. It's better or worse or the same based on that relative arbitrary number that they come up with. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I think the value is. And um, here we're at 4.6% uh, for the November level, the lowest in nine years. Last time we saw uh, an unemployment number that low was August of 2007. Um, there's another number out there. It's called the U6 unemployment, or it's referred to a lot as the <coughs> underemployment rate. Yep. Um, and this is uh, a number including those who have given up looking for work. And part-time workers who would like to have full-time jobs, that rate of unemployment or underemployment fell to 9.3%, the lowest reading since April of 2008. So I would say all those numbers are pretty darn good, and um, I would be absolutely shocked if this month at the Fed meeting they did not raise rates based on, A, what the... The markets have already done in the last five weeks. Yeah. B, this unemployment or employment report, um, and just all C, all the other metrics that they've been looking at, inflation, um, oh, yeah. economic growth, you know, all the other numbers. Everything's just continuing to trend to positive. Yep. And, um, and the markets, I feel like, have spoken already, and it's an inevitable rate hike that we're going to have this month. Certainly. That's where I'm at. That's how I feel about this. I think we should run the tapes from last year when you and I did the show. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please when don't. When you and I did the you year show. You know what? We might be saved on some of our predictions only by the activity that's occurred in the last <laughs> four, five, six weeks. Because, yeah. you know, I know right. one of my predictions was rates will be higher. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. in fact, I think with this recent run-up in rates, we're probably just back to where we started this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, who knows? That's but funny. Let's dive a little bit more into this report here and talk about how it can affect uh, the real estate and mortgage business right after we take this phone call from Liz in San Luis Obispo. Morning, Liz. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. How about you? Good. Enjoying your show this morning. Oh, thank you. You have a question for us? I do have a question. Um, my husband and I own a home that's paid for in Oxnard as tenants in common with a 90-10 split in ownership. Um, my mom currently lives in San Luis, and when she passes away, I'm wondering if there's any way if I buy my siblings out of this house in San Luis, I can transfer her low tax base to my house in Oxnard. Oof. You guys are tricky with the tax questions today. Yeah. <laughs> are you... Um, I know this is never a good thing to ask a woman her age, but are you of an age that would allow you for that one-time tax transfer, which I believe is 55 years of age? Oh, I am. I'm 57. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> great. We've established that you have that eligibility. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you can transfer it from this home that you would inherit and buy out siblings to another home you already own, gosh, I just don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, We have 
Tom Bordenaro on the show uh, once a year, usually right around uh, March or April every year. And I know we've talked about this. I don't know if that specific scenario has come up. Mm-hmm. Um, my suggestion to you would be call their office because they are, it's so easy to get a live person on the line and um, they're extremely helpful. I would call the, the county tax assessor's office and ask that question. I I really don't even know. Yeah, and Liz, part of what Dan, I think that's a great suggestion, Dan. There's a, there's a couple different ways to get transfer tax basis when you're coming into the county or, you know, coming leaving the county. It's different in every county. Um, you know, there's some key counties where if you move from that county to San Luis Obispo, yeah, we can talk about uh, a, a, a modified tax basis. There's only, yeah, so you're talking about, Mike's talking about moving from one county or transferring a tax base from one county to another county. That's only allowed in seven of the 58 counties in California. Um, but you're, correct me if I'm wrong, but Liz, you're you're talking about two properties that both are in San Luis Obispo County. Oh, no, Oxnard. It's in Oxnard. Yeah, it's just oh. the Ventura County for Oxnard. Oh. So she's not... You know, that may be the hang-up there. Um, I don't believe Santa Barbara County allows them to be transferred Actually, in Ventura, Ventura County. Ventura, Ventura County. Yeah. I don't think... I remember we looked up this uh, these seven counties a few years back, and I believe that it was just the major metros that allowed for this um, transfer. It was like, you know, L.A. County, um, San Diego County. It was like... Sacramento, the Bay Area, L.A., and San Diego were the only areas that would allow you to transfer across county lines. Okay. So that, I think, might be your hang-up. It might, because parts of Thousand Oaks are in L.A. County and parts are in Ventura County. So So they might because of the fact that part of Thousand Oaks is in Ventura County. Yeah. Or Los Angeles County. We're away. Oxnard's away from Thousand Oaks. Yeah, but they're all in the same county. Okay. So yeah, I think I at the end of the day we can we can sit here and try yeah. to try to think our way through it. But I think the best thing to do, Liz, is to call the county tax assessor and ask that question. Um, I suspect that you're gonna you're ultimately gonna find that you're not able to do that because of the the you're crossing county lines. Right. Okay. I appreciate the information and the lead on which direction. To sure. Go. Sorry, you can't be more helpless, but we do appreciate you listening and calling. You bet. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Couple, couple tough ones this morning. Yeah. Wow, I think yeah. that's two at bats and nobody on base. Yeah, we're uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Luckily, baseball and keep radio calling. are long games. Yeah, yeah it, okay. I don't know. It could, it could be because of the spillover from Thousand Oaks into Los Angeles County. They kind of have the same rules, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think um, as I, as I think about this a little bit more that. Crossing county lines is is the problem in that scenario. Um, I recall that being a question that we discussed here on the radio, and I I did look I looked it up. I think we even wrote an article for the website. So I'm sitting here trying to see if I can find it on our own website about like those counties. counties. Yeah, yeah, I've got them here. It's so it's Contra Costa County, Alameda, Inyo, Kern County, Los Angeles County, Marin County. Modoc County, Orange, Riverside, San Diego, San Mateo, and Santa Clara. Hmm. That's more than the seven that I thought. Well, this is the 12 that 
12 foot quote unquote qualify and so 58. do those uh, do those counties allow you to transfer an out of county tax base into that county or would they let you tr- due to proposition 90 yeah which is a it's just an amendment to the, the prop 13 that everyone refers to with county tax that allows inner county transfers with your tax basis if you are over 55 over years 55 old. so that's the answer right there okay Hey, we didn't get stumped. Liz, if you're still listening, balls, yeah. what the counties Mike didn't mention were uh, Ventura or Santa Barbara. They do not allow yeah. a tax base to be transferred. An intra-county transfer, is that what it is? Intra-county. Intra-county transfer. It's in the state. So, yeah. through different counties' tax bases. So that's, that's the problem with that. Um, otherwise, if the two properties were in county, it sounds like you would be able to do that. Yeah, but it's Liz. It's still a very good conversation to have with an accountant because there's certain things that go on. You know, you knew you could have a new your property taxes is a reoccurring tax, sure, and that that's going to increase your payment. But you know, the way that that county you know assesses the property, how the supplemental tax is going to work when you take over ownership. You know, maybe if you're looking to sell it soon but not right away, there's a different in cost basis. That's a perfect conversation to have with an accountant. And I wish we had one on the show right now, but. All those things warrant. Don't just say, "Oh, it's not a you know, it's too bad." Ventura County is not one that transfers and stop the conversation. Continue it with a professional that'll tell you all the pros and cons of this. Yeah, it's a great question, though. It's really, really something that I I don't think a lot of people are aware of that they even have that ability to transfer a property tax, and and that's a big part of um, the expense of owning real estate anymore, especially here in California. I mean, when you buy a home for 500, what, what did I say the median price was in September? 525. When you buy that median priced home here in the county, your property taxes are about 500 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's a significant portion of your monthly payment. Mm-hmm. So if you have an ability to transfer in some lower tax base, um, if Certainly worth your time. Incredible. That's an incredible financial opportunity. And it's allowed for persons who are 55 and older or people who are severely and permanently disabled. Um, It's there's some some rules around it uh, around this transfer. So we talked about um, transferring from other counties. There's. I, I know there's some rules about timing as well, so the, there's some things to consider if if this is if you're someone who can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see the replacement property must be purchased or newly constructed within two years, either before or after the sale of the original property. So there's the other part of Liz's um, question. She already owns the other property. She wants to ta- transfer the tax base to. So if it's if they've owned that property more than two years, then it wouldn't be eligible for um, being the replacement property. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other thing. So th- there's two components here, and she's striking out on both. One is the across county line transfer, and the other is well, and I don't know this for sure. I don't know how long she's owned her her home in San or, or in Oxnard, but um, in order to be the property that the tax base is transferred to mm-hmm. you can't have owned that property for more than two years before or after or it has to be within two years anyway i think yeah. i think we're making the point right yeah okay good question rules good question lots of rules out there 
lots of rules, but there's uh, there's some cool stuff that if you just know about it, you can save yourself some money. Mm-hmm. It's important stuff. Did, so before we we started having Liz on the air and chatting with her, we were we were just wrapping up the um, the beauty of our new unemployment rate. Yeah, and four point six percent. Yeah, a, a nice rate. Kind of two stories intertwining now. Our first story we talked about, or at least the first topic, was uh, production, or excuse me, purchase purchases in 2017 going up, purchase loans, purchase transactions. Mm -hmm. And um, report here within Bankrate says that a lot of the jobs, we saw a lot of the jobs go into the construction arena and also switching from classic retail into warehouse business to support our online our online um, retailers now. So two very, you know, just like we had talked about the whole show, it's kind of sticking together with what's what's important right now is being able to ramp up and build and to process these online orders. That's where we're seeing most of these jobs being filled. Yeah, it's... Um, does it feel like good jobs? Does it feel like good jobs? Like uh, these are good jobs, not just flipping burgers and... Certainly, I mean... Uh, so I mean, stuff in housing is typically head of household type of the stuff. The question is, is it skilled labor? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know what ha what happens in these warehouses. What but what I can say is this: is that those both those industries, if they're going to be ramping up, these are forty hour a week jobs. These are not part time jobs. You know, these are full fledged people are working as much as they can. All right, we're getting all kinds of finger gestures from uh, from Jim here. That means not we're... the middle, not the middle, <laughs> not that one, not yeah. that rude one. But what it means is we're uh, we're going to get forced out here in just a, a few seconds to the top of the hour break. Um, we do have another hour for you. We've got a lot more uh, news on the desk here, and we'd love to hear more questions from you. Maybe we can actually answer one on the air while you're still here. Give us two more. <laughs> yeah, give us a couple more shots. Yeah. Uh, so after this break, we'd love to hear from you. Um, ask a question, share a comment. You can call us at 543-8830, 543-8830. Also want to remind you that during the week, uh, Central Coast Lending's open. We're, uh, we're here through the holidays and years beyond. Give us a call at the office if you have any mortgage-related needs. Loan. Just call 543-LOAN. Uh, someone's there Monday through Friday to answer your questions. Uh, we'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. Oh, there's no Cause no matter how far away you roam, when you pine for the sunshine of a friendly gaze, for the holidays you can't beat home, sweet home. I met a man who lives in Tennessee He was heading for Pennsylvania And some homemade pumpkin pie This is like the Perry Como roll. Oh yeah. 
love the song, actually. Yeah, I originally got introduced to Perry when I first started going to my wife's parents' house for Christmas. I mean, I, I probably have heard his version before, but they play like Perry Como Christmas. Yeah, it's awesome. At their house. It's, well, it fits, you know. We talk about homes and houses and everything. Home for the holidays. There we are. If you've worked hard enough, purchased a home, you know, you make that thing throughout the year your own you know it's mm. not every time you get to get to the yard or you know touch up what you're trying to do but like we were talking about at the break dan there's certain things in life that you you get a, a window and you're like i'm gonna make this home better yeah i just mm. completed a exterior paint job with one of our local painters in, in the hba and uh-huh. I, I added some architectural work to the front of the house and you know last year when it was christmas time i was like oh putting up the lights like this is Hassle this year, I'm like, I'm putting up some lights. Yeah. I'm going to showcase this. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah, I like doing it. It's, you know? it's pretty fun. I had this realization prior to Thanksgiving, you know, as I'm doing my last minute fixes to the home to make it as showy as it can be, you know, yeah. before all the relatives come over, that there's never, in spite of how hard we try, there's never going to be a time where our homes are 100% perfect the way we want them no there's always something to be done well there are i mean they're not living breathing things but they kind of are you know? <clears throat> they they're are always changing well and and perhaps it's just the the occupants that are that mm-hmm. that are always changing and always wanting something different that's or, correct. Yeah, you know, that's that too. yeah I'm brand new faucet all that stuff you yeah. know all this brand new stuff yeah, yeah. like wave your hands under your bathroom sink and it comes on automatically. (laughs) You don't actually have to go to the, you know, exert yourself and actually turn the faucet on. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That, all that exertion, (laughs) turning up faucets. I know. No. Just like run your hands under the sensor now. I will not be burdened with such a thing. No. Come on, faucet. Turning on a faucet. Uh -uh. That's peasant work. No. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, my dad would argue that my dad my dad would argue that the house is 100 percent done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, yeah. the Niners are on. Yeah. It's Nothing. done. <laughs> yeah, you did what you could. <laughs> no, don't talk uh, to me. <laughs> hey, yeah. there is a there is a couple more pieces of that employment report that I wanted to go over. Oh. What is going on over there? I'm gonna have to figure this out. Like Every time we do an update, yeah, and I don't. I've, I've got to. I've got to talk to the boss. Do you have a girl yeah. on the line, Jim? Yeah, that's Jimbo. what it is. That's uh, that's what it is. Jimbo. Yeah, no. I don't have access to like turning off the notifications uh, in this machine. So yeah. Um, well, I feel notified. Yeah, Pe- Pepper and I are gonna have to sit down on Monday and figure that one out. All right. Yeah. Well, back to this unemployment report or employment report, whichever yeah, side of the glass on. you're on. Um, let's see. There was a, something that gets talked about a lot is that participation rate. And the participation rate is down to 62.7%. It's um, it's at a, lo- a low for, you know, I guess the, the recent 10 or 15 year period. Um, I've long had this question since participation rates been on my radar as far as this report goes um, of how many of those people that are falling out of the labor pool are falling out due to retirement um, or just maybe disability disability or simply not needing to work and um, I'm thinking the latter is probably a 
slim to none, but yeah. And then how many but people the, are falling out because they're they're discouraged by this? They want to work, but they're discouraged. And I I know that U six unemployment number is supposed to do a better job of telling that pic, telling that story um, of the people who want to work but aren't working and getting discouraged. So that that's the nine point three percent number versus the four point six um, unemployment number. You know, who knows one person's opinion, but yesterday I heard some some people talking on TV that their speculation is about half of the people falling out of the of the labor force are um, related to retirement or age type of things. More of a voluntary um, exit, if you will, from yeah, from the uh, labor pool. Whereas the other half are people who truly want a job and are just discouraged and and they stop looking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and there's, there's so, yeah, I don't know what else to say other than that, that is a class. There's so many jobs now where you can just kind of, you know, be self-employed and make, not have a lot of risk, like the Uber job, Mm -hmm. you know, there's more and more jobs like that coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And they can kind of work, uh, you know, I'm going to take a month off or two months off. Right. And then come back to it. You know, so yeah, there's there's that kind of stuff that does happen out there. I saw a tax return recently with someone with Uber income. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like 30 grand a year. Yeah. Nice little chunk of change driving people around. That's right. <clears throat> so, and, and they had and another they job you. too. So that's right. clearly just part-time thing. And I believe they pay weekly. So it's just, you know, hitting your account. So yeah, there's the way people work has definitely changed um, a lot in the last seems like five or ten years. It's things have really gotten pretty, um, you know, the independent working, the working from home, the telecommuting, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's become a, a norm um, nowadays, and and I it just more accepted. I I think that it it's accepted by employers they can measure productivity without having that person mm-hmm. in the office on a daily basis so they can they can determine if that's a valuable employee or not regardless of of where they're working from depending on the industry it's a it's a smart move for the employer i mean they can mitigate and and reduce risk on taking out fixed costs on yeah, space save money on office space you know that's um, great you know you you want a work life balance they, there are studies that show those people that can, you know, be disciplined actually have a better all-around life and produce just fine. Mm-hmm. You get people from Cisco that live out in Morro Bay, and you're like, wait, wait, so Cisco's in the Bay Area. How are you working here? You know, Surely you can't commute. Oh, no, I go in like once a month for our executive meeting, and I live and work from here. Yeah. And just walk down, get your local coffee, take a break, go back, get your work done. Maybe do some laundry. And I see that. That's going to be more and more common. I mean, that's the way. Like, There's pros for the business. There's pros for the the workers. So there's there's a lot to be said for, for that way of working. And, you know, I, I got to believe that there's some of that is, is in here. And it's hard to, to tell this whole story just through these unemployment numbers and yeah. labor participation numbers. It's, you know, that, that doesn't give you the full picture of what's going on. So it's good to just talk about what's going on, what we're seeing. Um, the other thing that's important from this report is the, um, the earnings, you know, I mean, that's why we go to work, right? We go to work to make money. 
At least that's a big reason why we go. Um, and in this report, earnings were down. Um, average hourly earnings were down 0.1% uh, month over month. Year over year, um, earnings were up 2.5%. So that's a nice nice number. Not at the. It, it's a little off the pace that we set last month, which was 2.8% year over year um, earnings increase. Mm-hmm. But still, it's outpacing inflation ever so so slightly mm-hmm. so that's good um, we'd like to see that number continue to to make gains make some progress um, I think that's that's really the thing in my personal opinion holding back this economy from from more robust growth is is um, worker worker earnings being higher yeah I mean that's been the case for a long time well we're talking about discretionary income right yep people's costs stay the same that insurance doesn't go up because you make more money. Um, you know, your kid's uh, baseball league doesn't go up because you make more money, and all of a sudden you've got a little bit extra sitting around at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And typically the American hasn't saved, but recently in the last less than 10 years, they've relearned, you know, that extra money is going to go into savings. Yeah. Equity, pay down principal, maybe invest a little bit instead of like, oh, let's go out to eat again. Yeah. You know? There's reports that show that, you know, the average individual is trying to save more and more. Before before I entered the job force, the average American saved 1% of what they made. That's crazy. Yeah, that doesn't so, seem like a lot. That's not a lot. <laughs> and so, you know, if you give someone a 6% raise, that money is going to help them significantly. But those raises aren't out there. Haven't been. Job they have not been. Yeah. With regards to dollars. So we're hoping this trend of hourly earnings increases continues and that it gets stronger. Um, that that would be that that's that really feels like the last shoe to drop, so to speak, about employment here. I, I mean, the unemployment rate can't get much lower. It's just not possible. There's a there's a certain level of unemployment always in our country, even in the best of economic times. Um, so, you know, 4.6% is about the bottom of the, the unemployment number. Yeah. If you get academic, it's the next thing to come. Yeah. There's so much. It has to be right. It has to be demand for work that now there's got to be competition for the best employees out there. And, and the way you compete for those employees to work for your firm is to pay them more than they're currently making or offer them some kind of incentive some kind of you know oh my my good good friend works at linkedin and it's just outstanding you I mean you walk in and it's like would you like a you know egg white omelet and then you're like and then all there's all these like creature comforts that keep them there you know but no real raises and yeah like, you guys we need money i mean sure the yogurt parfait was good it was yeah. good but i mean i liked the fresh squeezed juice <laughs> yeah. it was great <laughs> But what are we going to do about, you know, getting some cash out of the company into our wallets and back into the economy? Well, certainly we'll it creates jobs for those people making the parfaits. Yeah. I keep this thought keeps coming into my mind, um, you know, as we're having this conversation and, it, you know, it's popped in enough. It's even in this darn article that I'm reading. And it's about that um, carrier um, yeah, 1,100 jobs or I don't know. Sting. I've, yeah, I've seen any, reports anywhere from 800 to 1,200 jobs were saved as a result of this deal. And I'm curious, 
Something about Ford not moving to Mexico. Part well, it's carrying production too. Yeah, so there's a couple different deals. Uh-huh. Um, Ford supposedly is reverse course, and then Carrier here was the most recent one mm-hmm. this week that got all the headlines, where um, there was a negotiated tax-related deal to keep um, somewhere around a thousand jobs in the state of Indiana mm-hmm. um, by this carrier company, which I guess is a subsidiary of United Technologies, I believe. Don't know the fact on that. Um, and so it's just interesting to me how this all transpired and, and what the result was, that there was this negotiation of a $7 million tax subsidy that the president-elect negotiated to be paid by the state of Indiana um, to this company in exchange for keeping half of the jobs they wanted to move, about a 1,000, in the state of Indiana, and they also have to invest some $16 million into their business. It's kind of an interesting thing all the way around. I'm not really sure what to make of it. I've heard, you know, it's great the jobs are saved. It's bad that they had to basically pay to keep the jobs. And does that set a bad precedent for other companies that now they're going to come threatening to leave unless they get some kind of tax incentive? Or is this a Band-Aid ahead of some larger tax reform type of thing? It's hard to say right now. Kind of just watching and... Yeah, it's it's certainly... Well, let's say this. Here's what I'll say. This is what Mike Points thinks. It's really just a good example of how we can convince companies to stay and keep jobs here, to stay on point. You know, there, yes, there are tax incentives. Yes. The American economy is going to benefit from these jobs and the government needs to get, Congress needs to get involved and incentivize them. There's nothing to stop them from moving to Mexico. Look, sure. The moral aspect of it, come on, you're American, stay here. But these companies are, they have shareholders that say make a profit or we're taking our equity back. Interesting you say that. So this company that is the parent to Carrier does make a profit. In fact, they made $7.5 billion of profit last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they received $6 billion of government contracts. Okay. I can't shake this thought in my head that couldn't we just threaten to take away the $6 billion in government contracts if they try to move jobs out of the out of the country shouldn't we just have a policy that um we don't award government contracts to non-us based manufacturers that's certainly a negotiation chip i don't know i'm i'm watching i'm yet to pass judgment right now i'm kind of wondering if that's a good move or not to it feels like we had the country the U.S. had more leverage in that situation um, than to just cough up another, you know, this was basically a quadrupling of an existing tax subsidy. So, you know, essentially another five and a half or so million dollars was piled on to an existing subsidy. Yeah, it's a quick, easy win for the new administration. It's like moving the chains when you first start a football game, your first play is and try to score a touchdown. It's sure. A, let's just move the chains, get some momentum. I think that's what this is, and I don't think that there's going to be, um, I don't think there's going to be a line of companies that are like, all right, let's negotiate with us now. Well, but, just right before our show started today at 9 a.m., there's the top of the hour news break. I heard them talking about another company. It's talking about moving 
um, to Mexico and Trump had some words about it. So interesting. Yeah. Like I said, not passing judgment at this time, just watching with a open and curious eye to see how this all works out. Yeah. But it felt job related. It kept popping in my head. I felt compelled to talk about it. Job related co- topic here on the Central Coast. Uh, just this week, PG&E agreed to weaken the blow. Of, I saw that. Of this the Diablo closure. Diablo closure. And they're going to do that with a significant amount of millions to help basically subsidize this, this transition period. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't get that, actually. I mean, why? I mean... They're, they're shutting down their business, you know, that part of the business here. Any other business that leaves doesn't have to pay any sort of tax, you know, thing. Oh, I'm sorry, we're leaving and we're going to have to, you know, we'll help you out. And I, I don't get it. I mean, I understand that, you know, but then also they're going to they're gonna just raise rates to help cover that. So uh, I don't really understand why I don't that's. I know if they will. I don't know if they will. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's a, like a protection plan in place or this is like protocol when you have X amount of employees and you're a utility company, but here's yeah, what, here's what I do know. It. I know, th- I know three people very well that work there and they are worried about keeping their mortgage totally. on the central coast and potentially having to move to the central Valley or up North where house prices are not anywhere near what they're willing to pay. And that scares them, you know? Yeah. It's disrupted their environment. Here. Sure. Yeah, I I too know some folks who work out there and heard similar sentiment. Just kind of, you know, luckily there's enough time right now yep. to to start to think about the next step. But certainly, you know, the people who are younger who still have a lot of career life ahead of them, um, they're they're already starting to worry and wonder about what the the future their future holds for them. Let's um. Let's take the call that's on that's waiting, and then we'll do a commercial break after that. We've got Liz. She's returned with another question. I'm back. Hey, hey did you hear we we slowly answered? I, I think we answered your whole question after you got off the air with us. You did, bravo! Did. <laughs> All right, what do you got now? I have another one. You got me thinking, which is a great thing about your show. Um, my mom, my elderly mom, owns her home here in San Luis, and it's not in a trust. You know, she just owns it, and she has her will. Should we be looking at doing something about how this house is titled or put it in a trust or anything? So it's not in a trust currently? It's only in a will? Correct. This is one of those things that I've actually looked up for myself here recently, now that I have... um, you know, young family and, you know, just starting to think about those worst case scenarios. I've, I have started thinking about whether or not it makes sense for me to put my house into a trust or, or that kind of thing, just Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. you know, avoid in a very expensive probate or whatever, you know, those things are that I don't like to think about. (laughs) So I've, the question that I've often looked up is you know does a will protect your property in the same way that a trust can does it does it allow that seamless transfer to your heirs without any kind of tax consequences and i've i've not got the clear answer because i still have not picked up the phone and just called an attorney like i probably should mm-hmm. um it uh, so uh, again liz you're Today is the the day of calls for questions that are hard to answer. Taxes and law. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
A trust is pretty easy. I know my mom just did this, in fact, because my mom, too, is, you know, thinking about passing legacy. about passing uh, assets on to me. Um, so she went online, one of those like Law Inc. or, you know, one of those online pretty cheap, um, simple corporation. You know, they do corporations, they do trusts, Funding. they do wills, yeah, those kind of things, lending. all online. Um, she did that, and they have pretty simple things to, to put properties in trust right online. Um, you know, I think it costs like 50 bucks or something to do it. It's kind of a template trust. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's good, I think, for those kind of simple things where you're just putting a property into a trust to protect it. Um, well, this is where the aisle divides us. Uh, Liz, what I would say you should do, Dallas Mosier, I work with him. He's a f good friend of mine. He handles our estate, my wife and I, and he works with Carmel and Nakasha here in town. His name is Dallas Mosier, and he's um, a younger guy, very smart, and he can walk you through, you know, maybe it's as simple as because of the way the family is engaged. I know earlier when you called, you said there are siblings, so... You know, at least an order of distribution, like who gets what, something as simple as that. Or it might be as complicated as, you know, you need to get a trust for these reasons. There could be other reasons that we're not talking about on the phone that would warrant a trust. So um, Dallas Mosier, M-O-S-I-E-R Mosier, Carmel and Nakasha in town. Highly recommend this guy. Great. Appreciate the name. Yeah, definitely seek some professional um, guidance there from an attorney. Yeah, it doesn't cost money to sit down and have the first initial meeting. But, you know, they're going to, you know, it's not going to be an hour long meeting. It'll probably be 20, 30 minutes, and then they'll tell you what you need. But that's a wise, it sounds to me like you're planning for all these things, Liz. I, I'd say put that on your top three things to do list. Okay, great. Thank you for the information. All right. Thanks again, Liz, for calling. Yeah, I think as I've looked at that for my, my own personal situation, I've found that I've, I think the will doesn't protect you in the same way that a trust does. Um, and and so the trust is, is a nice thing to have. And like I said, you can do them pretty simply online or if you have a more complex situation or just want more of the personal touch, contact a local attorney. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the referral there, Mike. That's, sure. a, that's a good one. I think I need to do that myself. That yeah. should be on my top three things to do list. Making sure your your biggest assets are handled for your life and your afterlife is a, a pretty important it's thing so to do huge. for most and people. No one wants to do it, and perfectly understandable why, you know. Because no one's planning on dying. It tends to happen. The Chicago, a, a lot of ultra Chicago Cubs fans are ready to go now. <laughs> right. <laughs> life is now fulfilled. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, all right. We've had great, uh, great questions from the listeners today. We appreciate uh, appreciate your calls and um, questions. As as tough as they are today, we'd we'll, we'll love to hear more. If you've got them, five four three eight eight three zero. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling five four three eight eight three zero or eight hundred five four nine fifty eight thirty two. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. 
Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending, host of Mortgage Matters on KVEC. As mortgage experts, we can help you refinance your home or investment property. We can lower your rate, shorten your term, or get rid of your mortgage insurance. Don't miss the opportunity to improve your financial situation. Call Central Coast Lending today. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. still here we're still live it's still mortgage matters it's the fourth quarter that's right we're in the fourth quarter of this edition we uh we've had great calls so far i'd love to have more 543-8830-543-8830 squeeze in a question or a comment i've um i've been absolutely dying to share this story because i get to share it once a year and it's about inflation it's the inflation story the christmas inflation story okay you're going to like this one. I think we have a call, though, that we're going we're gonna to get to first. Let's do it. Let's just jump to the phone lines. We've got Rob in Cambria. Good morning, Rob. Morning. How you doing? Doing great. How about you? Good, good. Hey, I had a comment and a question. I was thinking on the PG&E thing, didn't they uh, not renew their license, and that's why they're, they're moving or they're closing? Yeah, that that is the case. But we were just, I, I guess the question was, you know, any other business that decided they were going to close up shop and move out of the area or, cl- you know, close down and right. just go away, they they don't have to, or, or there's no stink made about them leaving the area and needing to pay some kind of fee or whatever for leaving. Yet here PG&E is negotiating some pretty large settlement. I don't know if a settlement's the right word, but some kind of exit fee yeah to the county so it's just i don't know that's i don't know that we had any it's like a kiss on the cheek yeah way out the door but it's it's really just to help with what would become a vacuum Mm -hmm. gotcha gotcha and then the question i had i was just wondering and i know you guys don't have a crystal ball but as far as the real estate market like in the next year or so i mean do you guys have any 
insight as far as what, what do you, where do you see prices going or, uh, sure. Are you looking to buy like a, a rental, or are you looking to buy? Well, actually, I own a, uh, I own a home, in, uh, and I own another home in Cambria, and I own one in Morro Bay. And I was going to sell my Morro uh, Bay house and mm-hmm. pay off my home in Cambria. That mm-hmm. was uh, okay. Now, so, how long have you lived? Let me. So, to answer your question directly, before I get off on my soapbox, is uh, I I just had a client that is purchased a piece of raw land in Los Osos, California, and sold their Morro Bay house in three weeks. And they sold it for what they wanted it for. And they didn't, you know, they weren't, it wasn't a quick sale price. It was a fair market value. And they had a couple offers on it. So I think what you're going to get, if your house is, Dan knows Morro Bay better than I do. So I don't know the area as well. But if your house is prepared and ready to sell, you're going to see, you're going to see the money that you want to make off that house. Yeah, I live in I live in Morro Bay, um, and uh, and I try to keep close tabs on that market. It's Morro Bay to me feels like it's really spiked price wise in the last um, couple of years. <laughs> it it rebounded and then it just felt like it jumped up um, just in the last two years or so. Now the median price per square foot in Morro Bay is sitting right around four hundred and thirty bucks a square foot. So. You know that that price per square foot metric is a pretty uh, good number to use as far as determining your home's value, unless you have something unusual, a lot of land, or it's a it's like a one bedroom, four hundred square foot home. You know those don't usually conform to the the median metrics. But if you have what if it's got like a really spectacular view? If you have That's a spectacular view, then That's you're just adding on. If yeah. if it's a run down property, you're just taking away a little bit from that four thirty a square foot. But if it's if it's the average home with the average view and everything's average about it, four thirty a square foot's the number in Morro Bay right now. Um, that's that's what an appraiser would be working off of and then adjusting up or down based on the you know the things that are great about your home or the things that aren't so great about your home. Yeah, we, that's good to know. As far as going forward, what home values are going to do? Um, you know, I still, in spite of rising interest rates and and that kind of thing, I I still think that home values are going up simply because of the de- supply and demand um, continuing to be out of out of balance. Yeah, and I don't see that changing. Um, well, it, it's. It seems like at least twice a month we're on here, you know, talking about home values going forward, and it, it would take a lot of headwinds to slow down price appreciation or to stop it. I should say it's it's probably going to naturally slow down a little bit. We're, there are just times where prices plateau, and we're probably approaching one of those times here after a pretty um, strong appreciation cycle. We're probably headed towards plateauing, but I. We're just so out of whack with the supply and demand. There's so many people that are pre-qualified, looking for homes, can't find them, and we haven't even entered the time period where the the next generation, the millennials, are really in their strong buying um, season of their life. They're just now starting to think about buying homes. So I, I don't see home prices um, going down at all. I, I just don't see that.
firelight, but within the next six months, it looks pretty stable. Oh, yeah. 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 And, next six months for sure. And Rob, be, be aware of this in Morro Bay. You're kind of a, a destination getaway for the Central Valley Bakersfield people. Seen a lot of them purchase second homes if, you know, if they can afford the price point in Morro Bay. So, you know, you make sure that and th- those people start coming over Memorial Day weekend, wouldn't you say, Dan? And yeah. Yeah. That's when it gets real busy tourist yeah. season. Yeah. But even the fall, I mean, even this time of year, this is one of the best times of year out in Morro Bay, this fall and winter time. And I mean, so there's visitors year round, but yeah, it's a great destination. People come here and think Morro Bay is affordable and that helps support those those prices that we see today hey rob quick question how have you been how long have you had this moral bay home i've had it for five years i bought it in 2011 okay did you brilliant yeah (laughs) congratulations sir that's a great buy (laughs) this is when jim's supposed to press the the golf clap that's good and did you live in it for a series of time or two i never lived in it okay okay so you've owned it as an investor it like a second home for a couple of years and then i never i never actually lived there full time though okay. like a principal resident yeah and well i will can... say like morro bay and cambria and cayuses have been really good in a way about promoting during the off season for sure. tourism yeah so like morro bay has things going on at christmas at the and that brings a lot of people that wouldn't normally be here this time of the year. Yeah. Uh, Cambria has the Scarecrow Festival. You mm-hmm. know, it brings people in cool. that come in to see that. And, yeah, it, I and then they, they see different things. Year. Yeah. So there, it, it's there's people that are coming more often at times you wouldn't expect them to. Yeah. Now, Rob, you don't have to answer this just really quick. I know Dan wants to tell us about his story, and then I'm gonna, <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to hop off. But, you know, I, I know you said paying down your primary residence is the goal consider transferring that equity into another investment property as well. You know, there's, there's opportunity there for you to capture something else. It doesn't have to be right in Morro Bay. You know, it can be. Right, right. Yeah, I got, you know, a couple options there. I just didn't know, you know, I was just kind of wondering if now's a good time to sell or wait a little bit. That's, that's I big. feel like now's a pretty good time. Ugh. You know, if I, I'm not in the market to sell, I, I like my house. With, I've got a family that fits, that fits in the home well, and we love our neighborhood and stuff. So, but if I were a seller now would be a, a pretty good time to sell. There's I'd a lot selling. of, a lot of buyers out there. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about values going down in the near term, but there is, with that said, there is uncertainty, um, at, Economically speaking, in the, in the short term, so I I feel like now is a really great time to sell. Great. Well, I appreciate the uh, the info, especially with your your amazing timing to buy that home in 2011. I don't think there's a, a losing scenario for you, Rob. It's a, it's a oh great yeah, deal. yeah. <laughs> so no, all right. Well, hey, we I'm appreciate we appreciate you listening and, and calling in. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great rest of your weekend. We so this is my uh, my annual twelve days of Christmas inflation index. This is a this is a fun one. It only happens this time of year because this is when we start thinking about Christmas. This is the uh, put out every year. This is the thirty third annual PNC Wealth Management. Of course, it's corporate sponsored. Can't right. Has I mean, to be. This is America. That's <laughs> what we do. Corporate sponsor everything. Uh, this is the thirty third annual PNC Wealth Management Christmas Price Index. Got to reach out to them, make sure they're paying their advertising bill. 
Um, this was released on Thursday, and uh, what we found was that really the price of turtle doves is driving things up. Oh my god! Price of turtle doves jumped from two hundred and ninety dollars last year. And in case you're not familiar with the song, it's two turtle doves. I know the song, Dan. So two turtle doves. <laughs> last year would cost you two hundred and ninety bucks. This year, those same two turtle doves. $375. I'm getting one. That's crazy. So those turtle doves have gone up darn near, what, 33%? That's a huge price hike on turtle doves. Um, let's see here. Nine of the other 12 gifts listed in the um, song stayed the same price or became cheaper. Even the golden rings? Golden rings actually went down. I thought with inflation, gold would go up. Kind of thought that too, but even though the commodity gold has gone higher, rings have stayed the same. Kind of interesting, huh? What else went up? Uh, Piper's piping and drummer's drumming also went up about 3%. There's that labor wage increase we hoped for. Exactly. Exactly. And um, overall, we saw... The total cost of gifts for the song increasing 0.7% year over year. So, what do we know? We know that the Fed targets 2 to 3% inflation annually. That's their target. Mm -hmm. We're obviously well below that. We are. And that's been something that they've mentioned with their, um, at every Fed meeting when they, they, you know, they make their decision on rates, they give some kind of feedback on the, uh, you know, the, the rationale for their decision. That's right. We hear about inflation. We hear about inflation being under target and a reason for keeping interest rates low. Um, and here we have it proven in the 12 days of Christmas um, inflation index. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's running under target. I think we can throw another log on that fire and get that rate a little higher, don't you think? I think we, we could. I mean, there's no point in forcing it, but it's below what it needs to be to warrant inflation scares. Turtle doves. <laughs> Who would have known? I should have purchased turtle doves. Should have bought last them last year. <laughs> I was, yeah. Rob, sell your turtle doves. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Yeah, now, now is a great time to sell real estate and turtle doves. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that turtle doves can keep up this kind of appreciation. Basically, what you've done is reminded me that I need to go Christmas shopping for Erica. Yeah. <laughs> she into turtle doves? She's into turtle doves. <laughs> I was just amazed about how fast I could find 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that was nice. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. That makes for a very Merry Christmas. A good start to our, our, our month here. Yeah. As the holidays roll in. All right, we got to take the last break of the show here. It's time. It's 1045. We do have time when we come back for another call. If you have a question or a comment, we'd love to hear from you. 543-8830. Last break of the show. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. I see you at our kids' Little League games, I bump into you at the grocery store, and it's always fun when we pass each other at Farmer's Market. I'm not a national bank or a faceless website. I'm a local lender, accountable, competitive, and ready to help. Call Central Coast Lending today. When you buy or refinance a home. 
Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 01839608. NMLS number 328358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Just uh, uh, no stocking suffers this year. Honey. <laughs> yeah. I splurged on the turtle doves. Yeah, <laughs> five golden rings though. That might be kind of cool too, though. Yeah, that's, yeah I you, think that's one's coming. I mean, yeah, there it is. Five. Here we go. There it is. That that'd be kind of right. pricey, probably. <laughs> Not as much as you might think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. I think we've pretty much covered the news this uh, this show. We did a good job. We're rolling up the carpet. Yeah. All yeah. right. Time to go. See you. Yeah. <laughs> Leave early. Class dismissed. <laughs> wait a minute. We have 11 minutes. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. What have we learned today? Well, the market has spoken. Rates are higher mm-hmm. than they were just a month ago. And... Um, you know, this week in talking to clients, a lot of people wondering if if this is the new environment, if these rates are here to stay, or if this is just a a small blip, and and we'll be returning back to our sub four percent interest rates. I I don't know. I don't know. I have a hard time believing that we're going to go backward on this rate thing anytime soon. I I feel like we're at the beginning of the rate hike cycle. Um, it feels like the this upcoming Fed meeting, which is what two weeks away, week and a half away, yeah, um, yeah. that a, a rate hike is all but certain, a quarter point rate hike, 
Um, it feels like it's priced in. Like once they make the announcement, markets will not move a, a bit. They'll they'll just stay right where they are because they're expecting it. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where we're going to be rate wise until January. We're going to have a new president inaugurated uh, middle of January, and then from there, boy. I think it's anyone's guess. I, I think there will be some clues as far as pace of future increases when we get minutes from this Fed meeting. Um, and, and this is one of those four meetings a year where there will be a press conference immediately following the yep. Fed decision. So we'll have some pretty immediate feedback um, that will hopefully give us clues about where rates are going in 2017. But, you know, I still think, you know, I don't want to be alarmist here. I still think we're in for the slow, steady rate increases. There's not going to be any drastic change in policy is my thoughts here. Although, you know, things mm. things could change faster. Um, I agree with that. I think that I think the, the Fed and, you know, the financial minds of this country want to stay right where we are. You know, a nice, healthy unemployment rate, a good home appreciation rate, a fair, I, I think we need to see a, a, an increase in wage take home. I, I think mm-hmm. we do. I think we will. I think the market will allow the dictate that employers will take care of that. But I feel like you see, you know, you see all these other countries scrambling with, you know, they tried negative interest rates that didn't work. They're trying to quantitative easing now. And we're just in this period of time where if we can just keep it right here, you know, keep it optimal, tick the rate up, see what happens for six months, three months. I think that's what, what our future will be, at least in 2017. Um, based on the new president's agreements, what he does with, you know, how he impacts the global market with his trade um, reform and other things, that's unknown. I mean, that's not precedent. It's not a typical year that we're going right. into. But I do feel like everyone's forget about a three and three quarters interest rate. Look at the future and what you can do with a four and a quarter interest rate. Think that way because the five year arm, the seven year adjustable rate mortgage, the 10 year adjustable rate mortgage, they're all priced the same right now as what a 30 year mortgage is. There's no more benefit to, and as far as these mortgage rates, these people that that plan in the futures of of what's happening in the mortgage-backed securities. There's no real emphasis right now. They're not. There's no incentive, excuse me, to take an adjustable rate mortgage. Right. Everything's priced the same, which tells me they're also like, what exactly is going to happen? You know. Yeah. Yeah. You've got this flattening of the yield curve where there is not a great benefit to do a shorter term fixed rate mortgage at this time. You can save an eighth or a quarter in rate, but that that lack of that risk? full security for the term of the loan is um, not worth that small savings, um, at least at this time. I, I feel like in the last three, four years, we've written maybe 10 adjustable mortgages. And that feels like I'm overstating it. Yeah. So it's not a lot. lot. You know, that may change going forward. If we see rates continue to rise and we start to see more spread on the the different um, instruments where a five-year actually does mean real monthly savings on a payment versus a 30-year mortgage, then that you know, it can be an option, a real, a real option for home buyers and, and owners. But right now, it's just not there. 
Um, I think what I wanted to leave everyone with was more or less a call to action and, and yeah. say that I think if, if you're holding out waiting for lower interest rates, that this is just a, a temporary market reaction and isn't going to be long lasting. I, eh, I wouldn't make that bet personally. I, I feel like we're at the beginning of a, a long, slow, steady, um, increasing rate cycle. Yeah. And, and if you, we, we are still seeing people apply for, um, refinances that have higher interest rates right now or need to consolidate debt or need to just access equity from their home. And mm-hmm. now I, I, it's a call to action. Do it now. Don't wait. Because I think tomorrow rates will be higher than they are today. And that's what we've seen for the last five weeks. Yeah. And I just, I don't see it going forward that, yep. that rates are going to go back to sub 4% levels. I don't either. You have a question? I have a listener question. It, okay. She didn't want to go out in the air, but she's listening online, I believe. Um, she was wanting to know about you guys writing uh, mortgages for um, for mobile homes as opposed to stick-built homes and what the kind of the criteria are for that. Sure. The criteria is a lot more restrictive for mobile home financing. Um <laughs> It's probably more than I can share in the time we have remaining, but it's, uh, you know, the, I'll just give you a quick primer here. Rates for mobile homes are a bit higher than for stick-built homes. It's not your Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac financing options that you're getting. You're getting a maximum of a 20-year term. Um, the terms on mobile homes range anywhere from uh, 10 years to 20 years. There is a fixed rate option or there's a step rate option where you get a teaser rate for five years and then, you know, a higher rate for the remaining term of your loan. Um, so there's a couple different options for you. The The rates, though, they're they're two to three percent higher, maybe even four percent higher than a conventional mortgage. Depending on how much you put down. Yeah, depending on down payment and things like that. But assuming a, a lower down payment, they're going to be, I'd say, about four percent higher than a regular mortgage. Yeah. Um, and then, and also credit score plays a lot into that. But debt to income ratios pretty conservative on a mobile home. It's about, you know, our guidelines say forty five percent. But in what we've seen get funded, yeah, what I see actually get through. It's I'd say thirty five to forty percent is more yeah. where you need to be debt to income ratio wise. And um, the other big factor is credit. The credit criteria is more restrictive, and it's all kind of surprising to me. I, I feel like that defies logic a little bit that I would think a mobile home would be easier to qualify for, but that's just not the case. Yeah. Um, the credit standards, I think you need at least a 660 credit score. Some instances require a higher score, 700 or 720. Um, but 660 is the, the bottom, the bottom that you can be. And, uh, and then there's also some criteria about major derogatories and stuff like that. So yeah, if it's we- something you're interested in, we do those loans and, and feel free to give us a call and we have, folks who specialize just in mobile home lending. Um, so with that said, we've only got a couple more minutes. Uh, here Maybe left. you should give out your phone number so that you can oh, call the for show, that that's mobile a, home that's loan. That's a great idea, Jim. We are available um, throughout the week. We have four offices throughout the county. We're located in San Luis Obispo, Morro Bay, Atascadero, and Paso Robles. One number rings all four offices. It's easy to remember. There's even a song that goes with it. Um, if you're looking to <laughs> refinance or purchase, <laughs> just give us a call at 543-LOAN. It's 543-5626. 
You can find us on the web at centralcoastlending.com. We've got mortgage calculators. We've got an online loan application, which is the greatest way to start the loan. We get all of the information that we need to have a productive conversation on our, right. on our initial meeting. And, um, and we can even give you a list of documents that, that you can provide at that initial meeting. And I mean, we can have you pre-qualified at, within our first hour of knowing each other. Um, so it's, it's an easy process. We, we try to remove all the, the stuff that all the hurdles, we, we try to shield you from all of those and just keep, keep it easy for you. We, we take all the bumps out of the road for you, so to speak in this mortgage process, which is still pretty complex behind the scenes. Um, but we, we control that process and make it easy for you, the client, um, to buy a home or refinance an existing loan. We do them all, VA, USDA, FHA, conventional, mobile homes, construction loans. Jumbo loans. Rehab, jumbo. Um, if, if it's a property that you can live in, we can finance it. Um, we guarantee. Yep. Give us a call, 543-LOAN, 543-5626, or look us up online, centralcoastlending.com. We'll be right back. Well, we'll be back next Next week. weekend. <laughs> So it's quick. We'll be back. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.